Hello and welcome to No Easy Games, an alternative guide to world football. We're back and we're basking in the midst of a glorious midweek of domestic football, which hasn't gone so well for a solid 50% of us. We don't quite yet know about the other half as they are at half time as we record this. Yes, it's been a miserable week for Everton uh, and so far so good for Newcastle um, and I don't really, I mean, I've, I've kind of fucked that one. No. <laughs> I've kind of fucked that one just because I've started thinking more about just how miserable a week it's been for Everton. Um, so we'll just continue on that downbeat theme. I'm I'm an unhappy Tom O'Brien. Mis- miserable week for Everton, or is the events of today a positive? <clears throat> well, Aaron Gales, uh, we didn't we didn't introduce each other. We probably should. <laughs> there could be a new listener. Um, so, so to recap for anyone who's not yet heard the uh, the news, Everton on the uh, uh, on the back of um, defeat to Liverpool in the Merseyside derby five two at Anfield last night, uh, which doesn't really even start to tell the story of that game. Um, have this evening um, at about quarter past seven, it seems uh, on. Th- Thursday the 5th of December, have sacked Marco Silva. Um, Duncan Ferguson has been put in temporary charge of the side uh, ahead of the Chelsea game at the weekend uh, with a permanent manager appointment expected in due course. Um, God, it's a mess. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think they made the right decision, though, haven't they? You just couldn't see. I mean, they should have made it weeks ago. You just can't, you can't see... You couldn't see it getting better, could you? And it's just got worse and worse and worse. Well, that's um, that's the thing. It's it's. I mean, Everton can't even do a sacking right. You look at the way when Arsenal let go of Emery uh, last week, and I don't think anyone had any doubt after the defeat to Frankfurt in the Europa League that they were going to sack him. And yeah. sort of what it must have been like ten, ten thirty the next morning. Yeah, cheers, Unai, you're gone. Yeah. Um Young yeah. is going to be in charge. We're done. And Everton have to go through this rigmarole of dragging the entire board up to the training ground, apparently locking all the players in because the chairman wants to speak to them afterwards. And it's not been made entirely... Like Silver took training this morning. It's not been yeah. made entirely clear about whether he's had to stay all day while they toss a coin a hundred times to decide whether they're sacking him or not. Now, I've never rated him as a manager. I thought it was ludicrous to appoint him on the basis of him winning three games at Watford. Um and and you know almost keeping Hull up, but on a human level, um, like the guys look dead inside for the last two weeks, um, and and to to have dragged that out for him today when we all knew he was getting sacked, and to keep that running on until this evening has been a farce. Yeah, no, I agree. So who, what, what, what do you think is going to happen then, Tom? Is it going to be Moyes till the end of the season, or? I don't know. I really don't know. There's, there's been a lot of talk online that the, the, the director of football, um, Marcel Brands, favoured keeping Silva in charge because he doesn't see the value of making a mid-season change. Um, uh, possibly the, the sort of the uh, the myth of the manager bounce hasn't perhaps made its way over to the Netherlands, but um, he he didn't want to make a change, and 
he's a very sort of pragmatic sort of person. If he's going to do something, he's going to make an informed decision that's the right decision. There is absolutely no way. And he's, he's basically trying to model Everton on Atletico Madrid to buy really talented young players and then potentially sell them on at a higher value and then get the next set of young players in, you know, in the way that they've done this summer, replacing Griezmann with... Um, um, João Felix from Benfica yeah. and that's his aim for it and so he wants a young progressive coach to do that there is no way he wants the bloke who managed former football club Sunderland um, up until a couple of years ago and threatened to slap a woman for daring to ask him an incisive question um, and I think one of the reasons again there's some talk that if there are some names they want, they're not available until a little bit later and they don't necessarily want to set those guys up for a fall with the dreadful fixture list that Everton have got at the moment. But you can't also plough on and just say, well, we'll write off these next 15 points and, and hope that we're still in it after that. Um, it's It just... If they were going to pick more, you they could have hired him two weeks ago. Yeah. And, and yeah. cut a lot of this crap out. Uh, and so you would hope that... Brands has got people in mind that would fit with the way that he works. But equally, how much, even though he's on the board, how much power are they giving him? And how much is it still coming down to Bill Kenwright just saying he'd love to give Moisey a job again? Um, it would have been toxic if Silver had still been in charge this weekend. I think it would have been fairly aggressive if um, um, Moyes had been appointed for this weekend. Um, you know, we've been through that whole thing with Allardyce in the past and. I don't know. It's it's almost. I mean, um, I say I'm miserable. I'm I'm sort of resigned to it all. Really, I'm, I'm. I'd almost rather they got in a good coach who, kind of in the way like, he, uh, God, I'm not using Newcastle as a shining light or anything, but um, bringing in Benitez and then going down and Benitez staying there and starting to build something rather than. Us saying, right, we'll get Moyes in until the end of the season with Tim Cale for some reason as his assistant. Um, yeah. Play crappy football, survive by the skin of our teeth, and then either appoint a brand new manager in the summer again or keep Moyes forever. I'd almost rather say, well, let's get someone in who's the, who's the person that the director of football wants to be the manager and let's do it properly. And if it all goes horribly wrong, it all goes horribly wrong. But like, where's the fun in getting David Moyes back? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, Silver solely to blame, mate, or recruitment, the players, a combination of all three? Oh, it's it's everything. Like, if you want my list, here we go. Here's my list of everyone who's to blame for Everton's current <laughs> predicament. Uh, one, uh, fucking VAR, um, <laughs> because you felt like Everton had turned the corner at one point, then they go to Brighton, and Brighton get awarded a penalty that's not a penalty, um, that yeah. gets them back into the game. Um, to level it up at two all, and the club, the team don't recover from that. And then a week later, they come out and went, "Yeah, we got that one wrong." Cheers. Um, just as you can see on all the various replays last night in the in the derby, um, there were some uh, studs first challenges onto ankles that could easily have been red cards that were never reviewed because they were done by Liverpool players. Um, there's some footage from one of the angles where you cannot understand why Virgil Van Dijk didn't concede a penalty for a challenge on Dominic Calvert Lewin at two one. Um, that would almost certainly have had to result in a red card as well. Um, but didn't even, you know, it was a cursory three-second review on VAR. They didn't even show the replays of it at the time. Um, they've only come to light afterwards. Um, so, yeah, we're blaming those guys. Um, 
I think a lot of the problem has to come down to uh, the recruitment. Uh, it's still they're still recovering from the Steve Walsh era where they signed three number tens in a week uh, and didn't know where to pick them. Uh, they then threw fifty million at Allardyce when he was in charge, and he brought Cenk Tosin, who's a slow average striker, and Theo Walcott, who's brain dead. Um, you know, it's it's poor recruitment. The players they've got in this summer, there's been some dispute. You know, they spent all that time trying to buy Zaha. The stories come out that that was something that the the owner wanted to do rather than the director of football. Um, Marco Silva wanted Mario Mandzukic as the striker this summer. Marcel Brands wanted Keane. Uh, they've not picked Keane as a result. Uh, I don't think Marcel Brands is completely clay, uh, blameless because they've they've you know he's supposed to have been bringing in people, but the one that always seems to get away with it is the players. Now th- these players have been shit now for a number of managers. You know, you look at people like um, like Michael Keane. I'm sorry, it doesn't matter who's coaching you. Everton were playing with three centre halves last night, virtually on the halfway line against the quickest team in the country. Like I don't know what with with fucking Michael Keane, who's on a par with coastal erosion for his pace. Um, you know, you just you, you wonder like what on earth was the game plan there? And I've always found it bizarre the way footballers like they'd all make very good soldiers because they do exactly what they're told. And like you know, the manager says defend on a halfway line, leave massive gaps between each other, and they all do it. And there's no one in a, in, a, in a team who can just say. Lads, they've, they've just gone clean through three times in a row from a long ball. Should we should we drop back a bit? Should we mark a bit tighter? You know, there's, it's just they just do the same thing over and over again. Jordan Pickford, I've finally like I've finally come around to the idea that he's not very good. Um, the the one he conceded from Mane last, I mean, he shouldn't have come out for the for the very first one from Origi, but then the one that Mane scored, it was only going in one place, and it wasn't hit yeah. very. It was passed in, and. He gets a hand to it and knocks it into the goal. I just, yeah, the, the whole team, yeah. the whole the whole club seems rotten from uh, from top to bottom. Um, so to summarise, Tom, you're not happy. <laughs> no, and I'm. I mean, this is quite a run, but I'm sort of. I am. I haven't got on the run. I'm almost beyond caring. Like they haven't given me a reason to justify why I should give a damn. Uh, I mean, I'm going to the cup, uh, the cup quarter final with Leicester in a couple of weeks and. I can't be asked. At the moment, it seems like an excuse just to go and boo people like Morgan Schneidlin for, and for being an excuse of a human. Uh, to go and have a go at Gilfie Sigurdsson, who apparently in a 10-minute spell in the second half yesterday didn't touch the ball. He's the, yeah. he's the playmaker. He yeah. didn't touch yeah. the ball for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, it's to, to go and... Uh, uh, it's just, you know, if Marcel Brand signed off on Alex Awobi's transfer as well, you know, he's a trier, but he's not one like Walcott. He's not good enough. Otherwise, he'd still be at Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a joke of a club. Rotten to the core. Wish we'd gone the berry route. <laughs> Would you like to talk about something else? Tom? Yes, please. Um, let, let's, let's move on from what has been quite a rant uh, to talk about the, um, the innovative uh, football um, uh, uh, streaming service that we've all had this week with uh, Amazon Prime's first foray into uh, the Premier League. Have you um, have you have you been watching any of it? Uh, I haven't, Tom. No, uh, <laughs> I haven't. To be honest, I, I think it's a good thing, though. I, I, I don't. Um, you know, there's a lot of criticism now about uh, sort of the amount of different paywalls that matches are behind and all that kind of stuff, but. 
you know, Amazon have been very clever about it. You know, any, anyone can get a free trial of Amazon Prime. Um, you know, if, if you wanted to watch the games this month, I think they tied it in very cleverly with the Christmas period um, when people are getting deliveries and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad idea um, at all. The, the one thing I have found slightly strange is the sort of late, staggered kickoff time, um, which I guess would be my only sort of uh, quibble with it. Again, is it sort of with any with any of these things really, it's, it's the fans that go that actually go to the game um, that sort of get forgotten about. But um, no, no, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. And um, just, just so you know, Newcastle are now 2 nil ahead, Tom, um, with a with a farcical goal, apparently, by all accounts. John Joe Shelby ran through. They flagged offside. Everyone stopped. He scored. Um, they went to VAR and they gave the goal. So 2 nil to Newcastle. Um, but yes, no, I, 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 think it's, I think it's a good thing to summarise. It's, I think, I think you've sort of covered the reasons why I'm, not, not happy. But, I mean, I remember the good, like, it was all, and maybe we can fix this once we leave the EU. Uh, good old Brexit. Um, but <laughs> originally, when when they said that there were these competition rules and that that they couldn't have all the Premier League on one channel uh, through Sky, um, yeah. and then you know, Satanta got some, and ESPN got some, and BT got some, and all these other um, organisations took a small piece of the pie and it suddenly meant that instead of paying and it's it was about 30 quid a month at that point and still is in some places for Sky Sports you then have to spend 40 quid a month to get Sky Sports and BT um, yeah. I think even when Sky had it and they had that Premiership Plus you're paying your 30 quid a month plus 50 quid for the season to watch all the extra games as well which yeah, still yeah. worked out cheaper um, yeah but now, now you're getting Amazon as well, and that's potentially if you haven't got a free trial, that's one month where you're spending fifty quid if you want to watch all the games, and yeah. it just it just doesn't seem it, it's it's more greed from the Premier League. Like the Premier League doesn't need to get any richer. Um, yeah. You know, they maybe need to spend some time not hiring sex pests um, yeah. into into senior positions, um, yeah. and. It just, I mean, he's, legally, I should say, he's not a sex pest. He's just someone who texted <laughs> someone. And I'm not even saying his name. Like, no no one's a sex pest. It's just it's just a bit of comic fun. Um, no one is a sex pest. There are no sex pests anywhere in football. Um, he, um, yeah, it, it just... It just doesn't make sense to split it out now into three organisations that you've got, to, you've got to do it. And I think yeah. they need to take more of a... Um, uh, maybe a look at how, like, things like the NFL are doing it and... and I wouldn't be surprised if they'll look at. I think they'll look at how the Premier League have done it, how Amazon have done it, and it would not surprise me if the Premier League at some point lobbying for like the three pm kickoff broadcasting ban to get brought in uh, starts saying, well, maybe we should have our own version of Amazon Prime. Uh, maybe we should be getting everyone's tenner a month or fifteen yeah. quid for a game. You know, maybe yeah. we should start start having a piece of that pie. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if it, very soon you'd be able to get your season ticket to watch every Newcastle game or every Liverpool game through Premier League dot com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think it'll be interesting. I think yeah, there are, there are pros and cons to it. I think it'll be really interesting to see how it develops. I think I think we're possibly heading to a world where, like you say, you can watch every game. Potentially for, for very little cost. I, I don't. I don't. I think you're right. I think it's probably not sustainable on all the different platforms. Um, but 
think it's only a matter of time before someone like Facebook get involved and, you know, all that kind you know, the broadcasting rights for them is loose change, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting, interesting to see. And, and of course, next season, I can watch all of Everton's midweek games on the EFL iFollow platform. So, um, so that'll be, uh, that'll be a nice treat yeah. as well. Uh, the final subject that I scribbled down for us to have a, a chat about uh, after the uh, Everton managerial rant, uh, we of course had the draw for Euro 2020 last week. Uh, do mm. you have Euro 2020 fever yet? Uh, you can, do you know what, Tom? You're going to even have to remind me who England got in the group. <laughs> uh, well, England have been drawn in Group D, uh, yeah. and Group Croatia. D features Croatia, the Czech yeah. Republic... And the winner of Playoff C, of course. And Playoff C is going to be taking place between... Can you tell that I haven't quite found this yet? Um, Playoff C is, of course, going to be taking place between a certain team. Uh, It is Scotland versus Israel. Norway versus Serbia uh, are the teams in Path C. So the winners of those playoffs will go into England's group. So I would say likely to be Norway or Serbia. Yeah. Um, With all of those games taking place at Wembley. Yeah. Have I got Euro 2020 fever, Tom? Uh, Normally I'm much more enthusiastic about international football than you in recent times. Um, But no, really. I, I feel a bit like England have taken a bit of a backwards step. Um, sort of feel like Southgate doesn't really have a clue what his next team's going to be or what his next squad's going to be. Um, an embarrassment of riches, sort of in the attacking area of the pitch. But you look at the defence, arguably that midfield and the goalkeeper, and there's question marks all over the pitch, really. Um, I don't think that's necessarily his fault, but. I don't. I know. I'm not too excited about it, Tom. To be honest, are you? <laughs> it's the the problem is, it's this format of tournament as well. Yeah. Like it's difficult to get excited about it because it feels like with it being dotted across all over Europe, it feels like we're just into another qualifying round. Like yeah. it, it, when you have the draw for the for the for the World Cup qualifying groups, for the Euro qualifying groups, it feels like that because no one yeah. like you don't like. England aren't going to know who their opponents are, who that other team are, until March. The tournament's only three months later. And it's... I think it's just... It's just it's made the Euros very much a who-cares sort of tournament, this dotting about all over the place. Yeah. And I, I I just can't get excited about it. I've got a ticket as well for the round of 16 game at Wembley which is going to be between the winners of Group A, which is Turkey, Italy, Wales and Switzerland, and the runners-up of Group C, which is Austria, Ukraine, Netherlands, I think, and a playoff winner, uh, an indeterminate playoff winner. And that's great, but it's, it's now... it was. It was a to-be-determined kickoff time. They've now said, well, that's a Saturday 8 o'clock kickoff. So there's no trains home. Yeah. So if I go to this game, which could be between Italy and the Ukraine, or it could be, if yeah. it was Wales against Netherlands, it's a party. If it's Switzerland against 
the Ukraine, who cares? And it's now like, great, well, I have to go to a tournament game that I can't get home from. Or I have to spend an extra hundred quid on a hotel. And so, like, all my enthusiasm for this has just gone because of a shitty tournament path that means that England don't play the knockout games at Wembley anymore. Yeah. It'll still be good, though, Tom. I think you'll get excited about it as it comes closer yeah. to the town. Also, it it's an Olympic year. I tend to get a little bit more excited about the Olympics than the Euros. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily have suggested that of you, Tom. Well, I very much gained Olympic fever in... Well, I suppose... Because I've, I've done all right. Like, China I watched most of because I was working in the newsroom at the time. London yeah. I watched most of because I was working in a newsroom. And Rio, I pretty much had two weeks off to cover that, didn't I, son? Yeah. 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 So how are you going to do it this year, then? <laughs> um, well, I think the, the place where I'm currently employed, I imagine it'll be on the telly. Yes, yes, you're probably right, yeah. I watched most of the Ashes there, so I imagine I can get away with this as well. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Tom? The, the, sack, the sack race, we, uh, sort of in the last podcast, football made us look very stupid, didn't it? We spent a lot of time predicting the next manager that was going to be sacked, and I don't think either of us said Pochettino was going to be the first to go. I did, it just, it it wasn't recorded uh, that part um i oh. i very much tipped it um That's yeah shame as technology let us down i think I, I think i tipped sanchez flores didn't i who followed very shortly afterwards um but yeah it seems like silly season has really begun yeah duncan ferguson's going to be the next one to be sacked i think um <laughs> and good luck to anyone who wants to do that to him in person or freddie youngberg yeah. um <laughs> an interim manager well, David Unsworth very much got sacked as interim manager yeah. <laughs> um, um, when he was doing it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think well, I think one thing that is important to say is a big thank you to Ricey, um, who has become the first oh, of yeah. our super fans who yeah. tipped us three dollars uh, less the fees. That's worked out as about one pound ninety, I think. So uh, we're not quite quitting our jobs yet, but it's a start. Mm. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> That's two two years of content. With three dollars, <laughs> thank you very much. Actually, yeah, fuck you, Ricey. <laughs> I mean, that should have been a sol- you're on London money. That should have been a solid hundred quid. It's Christmas for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, bastard. And on bastard. on that Scrooge-like bombshell, um, <laughs> we'll wrap things up. You can get in touch with us in the usual places. It's at NoEasyGamesPod or NoEasyGamesPod at Outlook dot com. Uh, that's also the place if you want to send in your application for the Everton job. We'll make sure it's passed on to the guys over at Goodison. Um, but other than that, I think it's just a case of saying good- goodbye and yeah. please give us money. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, Ricey.